It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Welcome to the Big Cruise Podcast, and in particular, welcome to episode 14, and this is a very, very special episode. Later in the show, we will be joined by the one and only Captain Kate McHugh from Celebrity Cruises. Uh, earlier on, we will also be speaking to uh, Chris Frame to talk all things cruise news and maritime history. And of course, we're joined by Peter from Clear to talk about an exciting destination that you may be considering for your future cruise holiday. Now, just a reminder, if you do want to join the show, you can head to our website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. That's where you'll find the link, Join the Show. And that's where you can uh, leave your information and details so that we can contact you regarding a cruise review. Or, of course, you can post a burning cruise question. We always welcome all the listener questions. And, in fact, we've got a couple coming up in the next episode. But in the meantime, let's get on with the show. And it's time for that part of the podcast where we speak to our good friend and colleague, Chris Frame. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Barry. Great to be back. And uh, a kind of happy birthday to you. We know you as uh, Cunard Chris and Cunard have got a bit of a milestone going on. <laughs> yeah, a huge milestone for Cunard this year. Um, it's their 180th anniversary uh, and it's um, been celebrated just this past Saturday, so the 4th of July. Uh, so all those days ago, back in 1840, on the 4th of July, the Britannia, which we've spoken in a previous podcast, wasn't actually the first ship on the Cunard books, but was the first purpose-built Cunard ship, mm-hmm. one that was designed specifically for the North Atlantic Passage. She set sail from uh, Liverpool, bound for Boston and Halifax on a transatlantic crossing. Uh, and on board was Sir Samuel Cunard, the founder of the company, one of the founders, but the, the person who's most known for founding the company and whose name, obviously, the company wears. Uh, and the ship made its uh, 14-day transatlantic crossing. Um, and when he arrived in the United States, for example, into Boston, which was selected over New York as the main terminal for that transatlantic service, uh, he was invited to over 1,870 dinner parties by the people of Boston. So <laughs> a very popular man. 
And it was much loved, obviously, because the transatlantic service like that coming into a city like Boston meant they were going to have this amazing boost for commerce and trade that they'd never really been able to do before. Um, and why Cunard is so special is because it was the first company to establish regularly scheduled transatlantic crossings. So there'd obviously been sailing ship crossings for centuries before that. There'd been some steamship crossings as well. But they were either sporadic or um, scheduled, but not regularly. So they would kind of just do them once or twice a month, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah. The Cunard service, once they had their first four ships in, in service, could offer a, a fortnightly departure. Uh, and that, I mean, that changed the world. It changed the way people traveled. It encouraged more competition. It brought in um, different shipping lines. And that's how we sort of saw the birth of um, modern day transportation. Yeah, no, uh, very happy birthday to uh, all those out on the, the Queens and also anybody in the, in the shoreside teams. It's a, a very much a, a milestone and uh, should definitely be recognized. Now, um, over into cruise news, um, Celestial Cruises have been uh, one of the first cruise lines to actually further extend their pours. Yeah, for sure. So they're um, a, a Greek and Eastern Mediterranean-based uh, cruise line. Um, and you might have been, depending on where you are in the world, you might not have, have heard of them. But one of their ships, actually, um, this Celestial uh, Olympia, she's actually quite a famous ship because she was um, Royal Caribbean's uh, Song of America, which was the first uh, of the large cruise ships built with the uh, observation lounge built into the funnel. So That's right. I was up there last year. Actually. Oh, you were? Okay, yeah. cool. Fantastic. Um, so so you know her well. But she, So she's one of their ships. But anyway, the company has announced that it's now going to suspend its operations through to the 6th of March 2021, uh, which is when their new sort of 2021 itineraries were going to take off anyway. Um, and so for anybody who's affected, they're offering 120% um, future cruise credit which you have until the end of next year to to use, and you can use it for cruises up to the end of 2022. Um, so I suppose they're being um, particularly, uh, you know, um, conservative in terms of when they expect it to, to recommence, but it gives them an opportunity to start uh, their recommencement of voyages when their new itinerary was set to start. Yeah, that's right. Um, if anybody's not sure who Celestial is, the, actually episode one, which was recorded late last year, um, we have a, an interview with Mariosh, who was the, the marketing uh, person in Athens. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a small cruise line, only two ships. It's, um, it's not a cruise line known for bells and whistles on the ships. It's very mm-hmm. much an authentic Greek cruise with what I really like is the fact that it has um, really late stays into the evening and also overnight. So you're in those Greek isles and get to, to sample the nightlife as well, which is uh, not always possible on, on other cruise lines. Other yeah. cruise lines. It used to operate under the name of Lois Cruises, didn't it? So That's it, right, yeah. It yeah. Had a, you might know it from that name as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's been around for a while, actually. It's uh, its origins date all the way back, to the founding company dates all the way back to the 1930s. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, definitely known in that part of the world. Yeah, for sure. Now, a little closer to our shores, um, Dream Cruises have uh, announced an awakening. They have. So their ship, the Explorer Dream, which, again, people might remember for her previous career. She was a superstar Virgo when she was um, sailing for much of her uh, career for Star Cruises, but she now operates as Explorer Dream. Um, she'll be recommencing very sort of specific cruises in Taiwan um, from the middle, or from the late, rather, um, July of this year. Now, Taiwan, as we probably have heard in the in the news, has done a very good job at containing coronavirus. So uh, Taiwanese travellers can book a Taiwanese cruise that stays within the boundaries of Taiwan um, on the ship. So that um, I guess this is sort of what we've been speaking about before, the recommencement of cruising using specific itineraries in areas that are 
have the virus con- under control. So we're, we're obviously all watching this to see how it, it goes. It um, follows Hertigruten's recommencement of, of cruising as well in Norway. Uh, and it might give a guide as to how some of the other shipping lines m- may uh, handle the recommencement of voyages. Absolutely. Now, this next piece of news uh, reminds me of something that happened uh, down in Australia a few years ago, and we had the Royal mm. Rendezvous of the Queens. Um, yes. we've, we were looking at four ladies in Lisbon. We are. So Fred Olsen actually does a, a rendezvous um, most years um, in, um, in, with their fleet. They've got the four ships, the Balmoral, the Bremer, the Boudicca, and the Black Watch. Um, a lovely sort of combination of smaller, older ships that have um, heritage that date back from the 1970s through the 1990s. And they've got a very loyal, very loyal following. Um, so this year they had, this year they had a, um, you know, obviously it was all interrupted for their for their rendezvous, which was going to take place in Edinburgh. And funnily enough, the th- the four ships ended up um, laid up in Edinburgh. So they did have a little bit of a celebration there with them together. But next year they're going to do four ladies in Lisbon. And what they did is they went out on their social channels and asked their fans what the name of the rendezvous should be. Um, and sixty three percent of people who responded went with the four ladies in Lisbon. Uh, and so, yeah, that will take place in October um, of next year uh, and should be a nice opportunity for them to celebrate the fleet being together, but for positive purposes, as opposed to at the moment where they're sitting um, laid up together uh, just outside of um, Edinburgh in a place called Roseth. Now, um, as always, you, you're regularly putting things on your own social pages. You're always putting out videos with great content. Have you put anything up this week? Yeah, so just uh, today, um, you should check out the channel because I've got a, a video about the history of Cunard, in fact, with its 180th anniversary, and it's five times that Cunard changed the world. Um, so that's uh, five things that happened in Cunard's long history that I think helped uh, them change the way that uh, cruising operates or that we that we live or even their um, activities during the war. And, of course, there's many more than five things that Cunard's done that's made a difference in in the cruising world. So I'm definitely asking people who watch the video to, to let me know what their five things that Cunard's done that they think has changed the world uh, in the comments. So hopefully they'll check that out. Excellent. And uh, just remind us where, where your YouTube channel is. Oh, yeah. So it's youtube.com slash Chris Cunard. Excellent. And uh, if uh, you can't find it, I'll pop the uh, in the show notes on the, the website, which is thebigcruisepodcast.com. In the show notes there for this episode, we'll, we'll put the links through to uh, Chris's YouTube as well. Chris, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very, very much, mate. Until next week. See you then. This podcast is not possible without the help of our good friends at cruisefinder.com.au. They have more than 30,000 different cruises live on their website, many with live availability and pricing. But most importantly, each and every call, chat and email is answered here in Australia by Australian clear accredited cruise specialists. So when you're looking for your next cruise, please consider the team at cruisefinder.com.au. Okay, next up on the podcast, we welcome back Pete from Clear. Hey, Pete, how are you? Great, Bez. I'll always look forward to this time of the week. <laughs> Great. Um, as always, we bring you back to talk about some of your experiences from your from your career at sea. This week, we're going to uh, head to the Northern Hemisphere. We're going to head to Northern Europe and in particular to Stockholm. Tell us all about it. Oh, look, uh, it's hard to have favourites, but I, I always put Stockholm as one of my top five uh, cruise ports. Um, just it's just, you know me, I, li- I like options, uh, convenience, mm-hmm. uh, the culture there, the people are so friendly, and aesthetically it's just so beautiful. So 
it really is a highlight in any uh, Baltic cruise in particular. Um, so there's you know plenty to see to do, and, and again, from a touring perspective, um, you've you've got a lot of options there, like the Vasa Museum. You can do Stockholm by hot air balloon. Um, but also for independence, I, I think you know it's it's not just about doing tours. There's a lot of people out there that like exploring on their own, and and just the way the transport system works, the waterways. Uh, Stockholm is a very friendly tourist place, and it's um, I, I, I've been to Northern Europe, but I haven't been to Stockholm. But the uh, isn't there lots of islands and things as you're sailing in, and it's just like a, a, a really unique kind yeah, of experience. The, I really wanted to point out there's one thing that you'll never see in a brochure, and that's the sailing and. I know that sounds a little funny, but let me explain. This archipelago mm-hmm. that uh, spans, I think it's between 60 and 80 kilometres. So the cruise ships to get into Stockholm have to navigate through this archipelago. And it's made up of, I think it's about 30,000 islands and islets. It wow. is amazing. In fact, there's uh, great history with them. I mean, there used to be fishermen and, and farmen, but uh, then as you know, the wars came about, a lot of those people who lived in that archipelago had to go into the city for work and so forth. Now it's just filled with artisans, you know, um, crafts right. and beautiful restaurants. So let me explain it. You, you're sailing in and there's nothing better than combining cruise, you know, the cruise experience itself of being on board as well as the destination that you're being immersed in. And this is a combination of both. So for three hours, so yes, it's only 60 kilometres, but obviously there's a, a speed limit. You have to sail through this. There's, a, there's only three entrances into uh, the harbour of Stockholm, and they all have to go through this uh, journey. So for three hours, you're, you're, and it sounds long, but it just flies by because you're out on deck um, having a pastry and a coffee and overlooking all these beautiful islands, and they've all got their own little character. Um, there's, as I said, 50,000 cottages strewn over. There, a lot of the summer homes now for uh, the Swedes. Um, some famous people as well. Um, who's that famous band? ABBA. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> band. Uh, the, uh, the boys there, Beyond, and I forgot his other name. It starts with B. But uh, the, he, uh, they wrote a few songs uh, while living on these little islands. It's, it's, it's very mm-hmm. famous for the Swedes themselves, locals, to catch ferries and go out and visit uh, some of the more populated islands but uh so this this journey takes three hours and it is mesmerizing um you pass different uh ramparts because it used to be you know fortified as well in some areas to protect uh sweden and it's just beautiful so it is real it's a real strong point of the experience of stockholm so when you're sailing so here's the thing so with stockholm you're going to have three options one is you're going to start your cruise out of Stockholm. So as you board, um, you probably be boarding sort of midday to two o'clock. You might be leaving, uh, let's say six or eight, wherever it may be. Now remember, in because it's a summer season, the the light uh, or the sun goes down around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So you have plenty of time of just relaxing, taking in the breath there and just watching the surrounding unfold uh, in front of you. It is beautiful. Um, now, if you're starting and ending your cruise in Stockholm, in other words, um, uh, not starting, sorry, visiting just for a day, you will be going obviously mm-hmm. in and then out. So most probably you'll see it on the outward journey again, just like you were if you're leaving Stockholm. 
The only time you may not see it is when you're finishing your cruise in Stockholm because that means the cruise is going to be docking, uh, you know, anywhere 7, 8 a.m. So you're going through the archipelago at 4, 5 in the morning, and I'm not sure you're going to be up to see that, sure. although it would be phenomenal. But it's a real experience. You don't see it in the brochure, but let me reassure you, after many places that I've sailed in around the world, it is truly one of the highlights of this type of cruise. Brilliant. Great advice. Um, I've just added it to my bucket list. That's brilliant. (laughs) Pete, thanks for your your time, mate. Always a pleasure. We'll get you back on the show next week with another destination. When you're packing for your next cruise, maybe consider a new pair of handmade sandals to go. Uh, Evocus are handmade in Spain and sold with love here in Australia by sandalsandsunsets.com.au. You'll find all the details in the show notes below. I am very excited to welcome a special guest to the podcast, a captain who really needs no introduction. She's an Instagram legend, my daughter's favorite TikToker, the master of the head-turning celebrity edge, and I might add, a part-time mermaid, Captain Kate McHugh, welcome to the Big Cruise Podcast. Thank you so much, Barry, for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. I know things are different at the moment, but you're still busy. You are on board Celebrity Edge as we speak, and you're in the Bahamas. Um, with a cluster of other vessels. So uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. I think we'll kick off the podcast asking you, um, what attracted you to a career and life at sea? Uh, It started off actually when I was pretty young. I got interested in going to sea when I was about 12 years old because my parents took my brother and me on our very first cruise. It was a four-day cruise to the Bahamas over Thanksgiving holiday. And I remember when I got off the ship, my dad, we were all packing the car to drive home. And I said to him, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And he said, what's that? I said, you know, the person that plans all the fun events on board the ship. And he said, the cruise director. I said, yes, I want to be the cruise director. And my dad said to me, well, you can do anything in the world that you want, including drive the thing. And that's where the seed was planted. Uh, fast forward to when it was time to go to college and my dad reminded me of that conversation that we that we had when I was 12 and uh, I said but where where would I go what do I study and the thing is my dad had wanted to go to sea but he went into the Peace Corps and when he came back from Ethiopia uh, he applied to the Maritime Academies and he was told that he was too old so it was always a bit of dad's dream at the back of his brain but he had done all the legwork and he knew where to go and what to study and so he steered me to the right path. Oh, what a fabulous story. I'm, I'm touched. And um, you've obviously um, spent uh, quite a while and worked your way to the ranks to, to be the master of what was until recently the newest ship in the celebrity fleet. Um, that must be an incredible honor. But if you had any advice to give to anybody planning a nautical career, what would you, would you give to them? So first of all, I would say that life at sea is the best possible life you could ever imagine. You know, the romance of going to the sea is still very much alive and well. Um, It's an opportunity to see the world, to meet interesting people and really to open your mind. So my my recommendation is that everyone go to sea. But I know that's not feasible. But those that do choose a path and a career, it's definitely a marathon to climb the ranks. It's not a sprint. And there's a good reason for that. It takes experience. 
to um, learn who you are as a person and also to, um, you know, get the background on what you'll need, those tools in the toolbox to climb the ranks successfully. And um, whether you're keen on ending up as a captain or a chief engineer, even as a hotel director on board the ships, it really is such a wonderful life. But uh, just know that it's going to take time. And whatever opportunities present themselves, jump at them because you never know where that contract could lead or um, where that particular itinerary might open some doors for you. So that's my advice. Perfect advice. And that kind of leads into how did celebrity become such a big part of your life? I did not grow up in celebrity cruises. I grew up in our sister brand, Royal Caribbean. And when I was at Royal Caribbean as a staff captain, who was the second in command, I was sailing um, and I was asked by the shoreside management to come into the office for a captain's conference. So they gathered all of the captains from the fleet. And then I was the one staff captain. And that's where I met Lisa Lutoff Perlo, who is now our president and CEO of Celebrity Cruises. And um, when Lisa came over to Celebrity Cruises as president and CEO, she wanted to make an impact into not only our brand, but the maritime industry by having more women leadership. And so Lisa called me when I was sailing with my husband, who was chief engineer on Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas. We were off the coast of Oman. I was on vacation. And she called to ask me if I would come to Celebrity as the first female captain. And I believe the conversation went, hell yeah. So, um, and it was great because it was around June and my Father's Day was was coming up and they had told me not to say anything because there was a bit of a press release and some information that was going to come out, you know, to to let the world know that Celebrity was having a first female captain. But I did ask Lisa if I could tell my dad on Father's Day and she did one better. She sent me an email detailing why I was being promoted. And um, and I read that email to my dad on Father's Day as I was popping some champagne a really, really special moment. You know, it came to fruition what I think my dad had dreamed for me. So, Oh, I'm touched. I really am. That's, that's such a, another very nice story. Um, and I did read online that Celebrity actually has more female crew members than, the, than, than anywhere else in the industry. We do. But by, by not just a little bit, we actually do have more female representation in our brand than quite a few cruise lines combined. In fact, the Celebrity Edge, when she entered service in 2018, 30% of the guest-facing crew was female. And um, when I started in 2015, we had 2% of our bridge team fleet-wide was female. And today, it's over 23% on every single ship. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but on March 8th of this year, this will be the highlight of my 2020, definitely. We sailed the Celebrity Edge with a full complement. All of the leadership on board this particular vessel was female. So we made a herstory breaking, we're calling it, uh, barrier, barrier breaking cruise. And hopefully that sets a standard and kind of holds other companies to, to a higher level to make sure that equality is there within their companies. 
Absolutely, and I did hear that, and it did make the, the, the not just the trade press, but also the, the wider travel publications, so it was definitely recognised. So congratulations to, to each and every one of the, those female crew members. Thank you. Now, speaking of celebrity, um, what pulls at your heartstrings about celebrity? What, um, what do you love about the brand, and what do you also love about your fellow crew and guests? Um, I think the thing that stands out for me the most, you know, on celebrity ships, we don't have water slides. We don't have um, rock climbing walls. What we have are people. And the people are what make the difference with celebrity cruises. Our guests, because of the loyalty with our guests and celebrity, you know, the, the guests that keep coming back to us time and time again, we know not only their names, but we know their families' names. We know their stories. Um, we had a gentleman, Mr. Albert Thurston, who would sail 48 out of 52 weeks a year on the Celebrity Summit. We knew his schedule from the time he woke up to what he had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and where you could find him at tea time. This is something that I think is really special about Celebrity, the people that come and their stories that they share. And it also is one of the reasons why I love my job so much, because my job gives me the opportunity to make the moments that the people come to celebrate, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, retirement, or just some random wonderful thing that's happened in their life, or it could even be something sad. It gives me the opportunity to actually make a difference um, because my crew is so keen on making sure that those events and those life moments are special and they really go above and beyond to deliver on that. Um, Our crew, for example, on the edge, come from 75 different nationalities, and they really bring the world under one roof. Um, You know, we're all different races, religion, cultural background, sexual orientation, or gender, but it seems to work so well when we come under this one umbrella, and, uh, and how we can deliver the world to our guests is something extremely special, <laughs> something extremely special, and you can't find or I haven't anywhere else in the world. Yeah, no, that's that's an incredible. And I think we heard uh, another member of your family in the background there. Would you like to introduce him? <laughs> uh, so that's Bug Naked. Uh, it's actually Lady Bug Naked. Oh, Lady she Bug, is a four-year-old hairless. That's okay. She's a four-year-old hairless sphinx cat, and she has traveled with me since she was three months old. I always bring her on my contracts with me, and I tell you, it is. It's so wonderful having family around. You know, uh, the captains can bring their their families and sail the entire time, but I don't have, um, well, my husband, he's working on another ship. And whereas other captains always have their wives and their kids come, Bug is my family that travels with me. So she's she's really keen. She has an open door to the bridge all the time. In fact, she'll go out at about four o'clock in the morning, say good morning to everybody. And then she's out in the sunshine and the big windows all day long. Oh, bless. Does she get to meet the guests as well? She does. Um, I w- She has a stroller, so I take her out around the ship. Um, she's she's in the stroller, though. She's kind of you know behind the mesh because everybody wants to touch a naked cat. And I get that. But, uh, you know, if if something happens, I'm the one that has to look after her. So we just kind of keep her inside. <laughs> now, speaking of um, those special moments and making those uh, 
surprise and delight moments. I do follow you on Instagram, and I, I did notice a couple of things that you did recently to, to keep the, the crew engaged and motivated. The first one, um, if you could share that little story when you gathered everybody into the theater and, and, and gave a surprise announcement about what everybody would be getting. Oh, so I've always wanted to be Oprah, and in my next life, I hope I am. But um, <laughs> when, when everything started to happen and the world was starting to close down and, and we had a no-sale order, it gave us a lot of opportunities to really wow our crew and to give back to them for the hard months that they put in and years that they put in of service. So without having guests on board, we have the entire ship at our disposal. And that means all of the balcony staterooms, the suites, the penthouse, the iconic, um, the edge villas. And so as a way to reward our crew for the incredible service that they have, um, my executive committee and, and I decided to gift each one of them at, the, at minimum a balcony stateroom. So we called them into the theater and let them know you get a balcony, you get a balcony and you get a balcony. And it's also a really great way for them to know the ship and to know the service that we're delivering yeah. to our guests to actually experience staying in an edge villa or an iconic suite, when the guests come back, and we know they will, our crew is going to have a very special experience to be able to deliver to the guests because they've actually gotten to live it as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a magical moment. I loved it and uh, showed my kids and they were like, oh, that's so special. But another moment that I also liked a couple of weeks ago was when you had two crew members that couldn't get home for their, their personal wedding. And once again, you and your fellow uh, crew members on board went above and beyond to host the ceremony on board the ship for them and also broadcast it to their yeah, friends and family. That was, that was something special. And um, and not sure if you saw, but the father of the bride is an executive chef, but he's not on our ship. He was on a ship that was very close to us in the Coco K Anchor Club. And she did not know that her dad was going to be part of the ceremony. We picked him up early in the morning on a tender and we brought him over and we surprised her as she was walking down uh, the aisle. That's when, that's when she saw her dad for the first time and they hadn't seen each other in over six months. And her brother was also on board. Her brother worked on board. So they worked together and he also hadn't seen his dad in over six months. So it was a family reunion uh, and a really special opportunity during the wedding. But during this unique time, we've had something pretty incredible. We've had at the very beginning, unfortunately, um, one of my officers, she lost her father, um, but we had a memorial service because obviously funerals were not allowed back home, um, but we could do that for her on board. And we also had the wedding. We've had an engagement where we celebrated the couple. Uh, they're going to have a, a same-sex marriage that I hope I get to do on board as well. But we put them up in the iconic suite to celebrate their engagement. And then most recently, our hotel director, who's on vacation, he went home just before the world completely shut down. And he got home in time for the birth of his baby girl, Amelia Kate. Um, so we've had kind of a full circle happen while we're here and uh, celebrating all along the way, whether it's life the end of a life to the beginning of a new life. Really something. 
it is definitely something. And uh, I always say that cruise ships are really a reflection on what's going on in the, the bigger world. And you've just managed to captivate almost all the scenarios there in, in what's happened uh, just in the last mm. couple of months. Um, now let's speak a little bit more about Celebrity Edge. She was launched late in 2018, so she's very, very new. Um, there's only one ship that has yet to be officially launched, I guess, officially. Um, what makes this class of ship so unique and what is your favorite feature on board? When the Edge was designed, um, I think they really started from scratch. You know, we have a few of our, our key things, Cafe El Baccio, for example, some of our restaurants, but the concept of the Edge, what I love about her is her social aspect. Everywhere you go on this ship, there's... Um, an environment that creates the feeling that you just want to sit and socialize and take time. It's not a rush from A to B. There, the spaces are so incredibly beautiful. When you come on, you get the feeling that you're in a museum with the art, but then it's warm like a boutique hotel. Um, we also have innovations from the magic carpet, which is the platform on the side of the ship that can be used as a restaurant, a bar, or we put it down on deck number two as our launch platform for our tenders. And our tenders, we don't call them tenders because when each one of them um, cost over a million dollars, these are very, very special boats. So not only, of course, are they for our life saving, but they have uh, bucket seats. They have air conditioning and television. They have a yacht feel inside them, extremely spacious and comfortable to do if we're in a tender port. Um, something I've never seen as far as tender boats. And once you get off the tender boat and are coming back into the ship, you go into the destination gateway. It's not a crowded, small entryway, you know, where you're going through security. It's a wide open space where we can set up a bar and you could actually spend time there if you'd like. Um, the restaurants themselves, starting with Eden at the back of the ship, Eden uh, is, a, is a whole new experience. It's going into a lush garden and the music is amazing. There's live performances that we have throughout the day and into the evening with dinner. Um, open kitchen, so you can experience that. Uh, the rooftop, if we're going straight up to the very top of the ship, the rooftop grill where they have that warm cookie that comes out of the oven covered in vanilla ice cream that I can't get enough of. But, you know, right next to the the rooftop grill <laughs> is the uh, where you can catch an outdoor movie under the stars. It's just she's such a beautiful ship because each space was really thought of to, to the last detail. Um, and, you know, we've been in service since 2018. But you're right. She looks as brand new and as beautiful as the day she was launched. Fabulous. One of my favourite ships is uh, Celebrity Solstice, which is uh, quite often here in Australia. I haven't been on edge uh, just yet, but mm. I do plan to uh, to try and get on board when we can cruise again, because it does sound incredible. Now, can I just explain the magic carpet? Because I think that's a little bit misunderstood from a consumer point of view. I think they see it as an elevator that they can ride <laughs> up and down the side of the ship whilst the ship's moving, but that's not the case, is it? No, we don't actually, we're, we can't move it with people on it. Um, we we have everything, whether it's the furniture or the people, uh, people off, furniture on, and we move it into the position where it's going to either be the bar, the restaurant, or the launch. So for safety reasons, yes, you're, you're not riding up and down. And it does take about 
seven minutes to move it. So it's not a very fast ride. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I would be want want to ride it. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> now I think you've probably already touched on this already, but you know. The, the, the captain's the the senior officer position is a very very busy one. But is there one task that is just the highlight of your your day or your week that you just thoroughly enjoy doing? Um, I do at the very end of the cruise. I do a question and answer session. That's always my favorite because it's never the same. Um, it really depends on what's gone on throughout the cruise, and it's really a neat way to recap. The entire time that you've spent with the guests because they'll bring up questions, you know, something that's from the beginning of the cruise all the way through to the end. Um, and they also bring some life stories and how things have made connections during their time on board the ship. And they share those with us. So I think that's probably the highlight of my cruise is, is being able to do the question and answer session and get to hear from the guests. But, you know, I've never done things like, for example, the captain's table in the dining room. Um, and one of the reasons I, I didn't do that is because I found if I stand in a public area, I can be accessible to everyone for hours on end rather than being in a dining room yeah. with eight people for three hours. So I really like to be around yeah. the ship and meet the guests. And sea days are my favorite because the guests are a captive audience. They can't go anywhere because when we go into port, as soon as we're in port, everybody goes off the ship. And sometimes I'm walking around, you know, talking to myself. So really excited about sea days because that's when you get to learn who you've got on board and, uh, and get to get them on a bit of a more personal level. I can't remember where I read or, or watched this, but I believe you, you've sold a, a watch to a guest in, in one of the shops because she didn't actually realize you were the captain. Yes. Yep. She had some future cruise credit uh, that she wanted to use and she was looking for a watch. And I spend possibly a bit too much time in the jewelry shop on board. But um, yeah, we were able to find her exactly <laughs> what she needed. And she walked off with a great souvenir from our jewelry shop. Did she not click at all? Uh, no, no, but that reminds me, I didn't ask for my commission, so I'll have to follow back on that. <laughs> <laughs> now, if the world wasn't what it is today and COVID hadn't happened, where would you probably have been? Um, would you have been on edge? Would you have been on vacation? Uh, would you have been in a particular port that you can think of? At this time, I would have been on vacation. I was supposed to sign off on March 15th, and um, the... Edge was going to transition over to Europe. And honestly, I was working on how was I going to get the cat to Europe? That was going to be my big plan for vacation, arranging flights and travel for, for a feline. Um, but yes, the ship would have been in the med. And that's something that uh, I'm really looking forward to take this ship back to the med as well. The Caribbean is fantastic. Um, but the cruises that we have offered out of the med with Italy and Spain and Greece, especially Greece. You know, um, Celebrity Cruises was founded by the Chandra's family, a huge family, shipping family that had ocean liners dating back to the 60s. And to be in kind of the backyard of where it all began with these ships is really a point of pride. So I, I'm really looking forward to next year when we can go back to the Med. Yeah, the the Med's always my go-to. You think you could cruise over time and time and time again and go to the same ports over and over and you would always find something different to do it's a, it's a great part of the world 
and that kind of leads me into the the next point. I would never ask you about your favourite ship because, of course, it is Edge. She's beautiful. Um, but do you have a favourite port or a couple of favourite ports that you like to sail in and out of, and, and why? You know what's funny? I used to have favourite ports, and then I think I just started travelling to so many that I realised that each one is a gem in its own. Um, there are these certain iconic ports that you can't get out of your mind in Australia, especially with Sydney sailing in and seeing the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the um, Opera House. I mean, it, it really doesn't get more iconic than that. Um, but up in New York, you have, you know, sailing in the Hudson and seeing sailing by the Statue of Liberty and downtown Manhattan. Um, my dream, honestly, is to sail into my hometown of San Francisco and actually sail as the master of the ship underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, that will be kind of a pinnacle in my career. Um, but each port brings something really special. It, I used to say it was Venice um, because it was the most romantic place I'd ever been until I went back with my husband. And now it's a different <laughs> place. Um, my husband's from Dubrovnik and, and to be able to sail into his hometown is pretty special. And I mean, it's, it's just a gorgeous place to be. Canada um, you know, St. John's and New Brunswick, um, even the smallest places like Charlotte's, Charlottetown, uh, PEI up in Prince Edward Island. Every, every place that we go really has something special. And it's always funny because when I meet people and they say, oh, we've been here a hundred times, so maybe we're not going to get off the ship. And I think to myself, if I've been here a million times, there's still something that I can find and something that I can do that I haven't done before. So it's really yeah, hard sure. to peg it down to one. And import, is there anything in particular like to do? I mean, certain uh, crew members like to take a bike and cycle, others are big walkers. Do you have a, a go-to activity when you've got a bit of free time? If there is any body of water around us, uh, my go-to is to go swimming, diving, snorkeling, scuba diving, free diving, or throw on that mermaid tail. Um, you know, being at sea right now for as long as we have and, and not being able to actually experience the ocean, although we're surrounded by it, this is really hard um, because being under the surface of the water is probably my favorite place on earth. So um, whenever we're in port, that's exactly what I do. I throw the, the mermaid tail on my back and I'll go to the nearest beach or on one of our excursions that is offered throughout the ship. And, uh, and go see the fish. That's my favorite. Yeah, my, my daughter's particularly fond of your, your mermaid tail. Got to get her a tail too. Oh, Start them sure. out young. Now, time for a bit of fun. Just a quick fire round. We've got four little short questions. Uh, you've got two potential answers. Uh, just tell us what comes to mind first of all. And I think you've already answered the first one. The Med or the Caribbean? Med. Still or sparkling water? Sparkling. Sunrise or sunset? Gonna got I can't choose both. Both. I'm more awake for the sunsets, though. <laughs> <laughs> and raw on five or fine cut steakhouse? Going with raw on five. Love that sushi. <laughs> and uh, before we wrap up, have you got a message to any of your past guests or potential future cruise guests that are planning that next uh, vacation? I want to say that when you come back, we will be on the gangway with pots and pans, welcoming you home 
um, because we have missed you during this time. And whenever something happens, whether it's in the maritime industry or something that affects the entire world like this has, what comes out of it is positive. The changes that will be made in order to make sure everyone is safe and happy and enjoying their vacations and their lives to the fullest, this is what's going to come out of this. And this is what we're looking forward to deliver to them every single day. So come back. I couldn't agree more. And I think I'll be one of the first people running to that gangway when we can do so. Captain Kate, honestly, huge thank you. I really, really appreciate your time. And if I could ask one thing, if you could just pass on a message to all of your fellow officers and crew to to say thank you from each and everybody that works in the, the travel and the cruise industry and, of course, from the, the cruise passengers themselves. We really appreciate everything you do day in, day out, to deliver those consistent dream vacations time and time again. So, so please, the crew that you have, do thank them from all of us. It will be my pleasure. Thank you so much, Barry. Thank you, and I look forward to cruising with you one day in the not-too-distant future. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.